Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I am Bill. I am Linda. I'm Charles. I am Seth. And I am Chris. <laughs> and we are the human hosts of this <laughs> The Galactic Driftwood Show. Please enjoy these noises that we make with our completely human mouths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, well, that's that's the tone for the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I'm not free to goof, I don't want to be part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely free to goof. I think that's all we do uh, here. So, uh, well, uh, this episode, uh, fun, we are uh, going to talk about um, <laughs> Avatar. I don't know why I keep drawing a blank on that movie name all of a sudden. We're going to talk about the new Avatar uh, a, a, a movie that's just now out. Um, only one of us, uh, Chris, has seen it, so he's going to give us his impressions of that. Um, along with uh, Violent Nights which uh or violent night which is uh now out and actually uh chris has seen it but the rest of us are going to see it this afternoon yeah, i'm on top of it this week guys i am on top of it okay yeah. don't worry so, so no, no i i don't know if there's anything to spoil for the movie no but... i will not be doing any spoilers so no worries for both avatar and uh uh violent night violent no night. spoilers no worries okay and uh, uh lynn and i are going to talk about santa's sleigh <laughs> what you think <laughs> all right <laughs> so uh on that note uh let's uh throw jump an avatar and uh let you kick it off uh your choice which one you want to talk about yeah first? we'll jump an avatar so and, and that one's freshest because i i just saw that uh friday and um i enjoyed it very much so avatar 2 the way of water um essentially takes place 10 years after the initial the original film um which is probably you know more or less close to reality from when anyone last saw avatar i'm sure there's youngsters out there that have no idea what that is you know um that's how long ago this came out okay yeah. <laughs> um and uh at the time if you think about what pulled you into avatar if you happen to like the first one um you know this this big um uh new cinematic universe that had like the best graphics available at the time um and it was a pretty awesome story it took us to another world this this forest um and uh you know basically humans doing what humans do let's just go over to this planet and take it over um and do what we do best and and ultimately um uh with uh this new film uh, I don't know how James Cameron did it, but he managed to actually make it better than the first one, mm. um, just as good. And um, 
hit every point of emotion basically that there is from excitement to being happy to anxiety uh to depression to um everything like like the whole works anger even uh you feel all these emotions in there so it's a complete story yes it is a long movie it's like the full three hours you know mm. uh, much like the original one so uh, a couple of things on that so um this 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 film like i said it, it, the title is avatar the way of the water and what they're doing in this one is he's basically painting a whole new world um uh the main character is shifted from the forest and ends up basically being on the run and goes to another mm. uh, area on the planet to kind of get away. And, and uh, the people chasing him, uh, the humans basically return back to the planet and uh, they're going to make another run at taking things over. And so um, he ends up shifting to a sea-based, ocean-based type of clan um, where you get to see new types of avatars that are more um physically um their bodies are made up to physically adapt to water more so they their tails are different their hands are different uh they're physically somewhat different than you would typically see the avatars of the forest right um mm. so they're having to learn to adjust to the ways of the water and things like that and that's kind of where the story uh starts to go from there i can't jump in too much more because there are things that they did very well in the trailers and not spoiling what the overall story is. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I don't want to jump into that because that also is part of the excitement and the storyline and everything like that. So I don't want to give away who who is in the film or anything like that because uh, it does start to give a lot uh, away once you go into that um, aspect. But basically, you know, he's got a family, uh, a few kids in this, and uh, it's it's about them having to kind of pick up and, and move across the, the planet to another place and uh, how they adjust to the living there, as well as dealing with their enemies who are hunting them. Hmm, interesting. Did you see it at the regular theater or IMAX? I don't even know. Is it uh, the regular theater. Um, so I went through, to, uh, through a work event. Um, which sponsored it. So they, they had it at a regular theater, not the IMAX experience. I do um, I do suggest going to, to check out the IMAX uh, experience on it. Um, even though I saw it in a regular theater, this was visually, again, another next level of cinematography. Okay. Um, so they absolutely knocked it out of the park. It looked fantastic. Um, they and, and, and If you haven't seen the original Avatar, um, what made it, so kind of awesome back in the day that was released is they're blending cgi and real world people into the same type of environment mm. um so you have humans walking amongst uh, avatars um you don't get that typical green screen or disconnectedness you have between right. a lot of other movies that try to blend that um they did a phenomenal job kind of putting all that together mm. um have you looked into um any of the filming or i don't know if there's any of uh... no not yet it, it's something i want to look at because i'm curious um you know how how some of that was accomplished yeah uh, i was wondering if we were using something like that volume space like they used on the mandalorian yeah and that. i mean yeah and maybe that could be and that's how they they got the next level of realism there yeah. and again if you go back to the first avatar that looked phenomenal uh, as, right. as a matter of fact if people didn't know they actually re-released a remastered avatar in like a full 4k um mm. kind of resolution recently i think it was back in theaters back in september or something i'm actually still looking to see if they're going to re-release -re -re it on um 
like a ultra HD Blu-ray disc or something like that. But they did re-release Avatar for IMAX theaters uh, in the last couple months. Huh. So even that got uh, freshened up for like HDR and all that. Would you um, recommend people see the original one as a refresher or is that really not needed? Um, it's not really needed. So they actually do a really good job of touching on the parts that mattered um, oh in God. the first Avatar film without rehashing all of it. Okay. If you want to go from adventure to adventure, they, they do a good job of making you feel like it's been a decade. Okay. Mm. They, they make you feel like it's, you know, they catch you up quickly and then they get the story going. Um, and they do a really good job of bringing elements from the first Avatar from their past into the current of things that they still have to deal with. Okay, good to know. So, and yeah. I know that's not getting too in depth on on the film, but again, I I promise no spoilers. Right. Um, it is action packed. It's got your you family drama. It's got romance. It's got kids learning. It's got adapting to new places, having to make friends that you know. Again, like I said, they moved over to an entirely different part of the continent, and they're having to learn uh, to adjust to a new clan with different roles and, and things of respect yeah. and everything like that. Uh, yeah. pretty is, cool there, um, is there uh, like an overarching message that they're trying to get across? Kind of like the first one was about, you know, kind of protecting the land and, you know. Yeah, so the first one, yeah, was about protecting the land and, and respecting, you know, the, the, the natural people that were there. And, and uh, um, this one is... Uh, frankly, a little bit more of the same, less about the, the land. This one, this one gets more personal. Okay? okay. And I'll also add, if you were not aware, um, they are in the process of filming and they're almost done with the third one already. And I've already started filming the fourth one. So we're not going to have to wait several years in between avatars. I think it's scheduled for like 2022 avatar two, 23 is avatar three and then 24 i think is avatar four oh, and i think okay. they might be going for five but they're 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 finally ready to start hammering on it hammering on it and, and completing the story um but it's a full story make no mistake when you get to the end it's clear that it's not the end of the 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 story okay. this is just frankly the beginning does do you or does anybody else know why it took them so long to make the sequel um, there is a, um, I, I'm trying to remember, there is an article that was published recently on why it kind of took so long. Um, there, there is a reasoning out there that James Cameron provides. Um, I don't, I don't want to misspeak on what exactly it was, gotcha. but there was some kind of reasoning. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not, I don't know that I was satisfied with it, but. I'm reading an article that uh, talks about you had to actually wait for some of the technology to become available yeah to do and that was things he wanted to do yeah. yeah that was a big part of the first one again when, when they made that technological leap but then for him to go to the next level um i mean i i kid you not from you feel like you're underwater in a hmm. lot of these scenes you feel like you're in the ocean there's so much realism that they happen to bring to the screen that you don't really get in most other films so this this was, you know, state of the art, whatever it is you can do right now and the computing processing that you have, this was it. Like wow. this, this is it at full display. Um, so to be clear, like, again, he's, you know, Avatar is what, still the number one film uh, yeah. gross in the box, mark, uh, box office. This is, this is the one to replace it probably. And wow. I, I heard it's got to make like 2 billion in order to make. Ooh. Yeah. It's got to make a lot of money, and I could tell you that that every cent that was put in, you see it. It, huh. it was that it was that good, and it's complete. Like I said, 
um, from the beginning to the end, um, there's no real questions. I think that were left unanswered and the ones that are, it's clear that, that that's in the next film or that's going to be coming up because again, it's a, it's a big arc of a story that needs to right. be told. Um, so it is, again, it is weird because we, we went 10 plus years between the first one and the second one. And you would think that, you know, nobody cares at this point. Uh, you know, what, what's the point in doing it? But again, I, in my opinion, they pulled it off. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing about the original avatar though, is like, I saw it in the theaters and then I didn't want to see it again. Cause I mean, you've experienced it and you're done. But, like, well, yeah, but also like part of what made like the first avatar so big was being able to see it in the theater, like in an IMAX theater. Okay. The, the little rubber ears on that picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, they have all these dots on their face based on, uh, they're trying to capture their yeah yeah the facial uh, cues uh, and everything emotions yep. uh, and they also have a camera I guess is what she's like yelling into is pointed at their face and capturing all the emotions so that they can uh, duplicate those in the actual movie it's pretty pretty interesting mm -hmm. huh. yeah, yeah and but uh, like I uh, the the experience of viewing it was a lot more of the movie than the story was right uh, it what they had was an amazing setting they had kind of a story for the first one uh but like i i didn't like the story wasn't captivating enough in the first one to make me ever think you know what i haven't seen avatar in a while i should watch that again because i'm not going to be able to see it in 3d i wasn't going to be able to for the longest time, uh, like it came out when I think I still had like a CRT. Oh, yeah. wow. Didn't wow. even have it, a high definition screen. Yeah. So, I mean, like maybe we'll see more like cultural traction with people, like more people wanting to rewatch it this time. Well, and that's what I'm hoping to see a re-release of it too, because again, they, they brought, they brought it back in the IMAX kind of refreshed for the visualization that they initially wanted, but the technology wasn't there. Right. So while they made the film the way they did nowadays, though, like, you know, some of us have home theaters that are better than it is in the actual theater, other than the screen size. Right. Sure. And, um, you know, better sound system, things like that. So you can experience something, uh, you know, quote unquote magical in your home screen. Yeah. And so I think, I think this next film will kind of, attract even more people because they they'll be able to also experience uh something pretty awesome at home too huh ah, good well yeah <clears throat> you uh, 3d again Choke me up for it i'm excited no no it's not a um to my uh, knowledge this one's not 3d uh -oh. all right all right well <clears throat> what can you tell us about violent nights wow you guys are in for a treat <laughs> so um yeah so pivoting a little you bit say that leads me to believe that we're not well i'll yeah, say I'll this say okay. okay in that in transition that uh i'll also mention uh avatar 2 um is also dark and um way more violent than i expected 
and and Ooh. on that note, you know, we'll transition into uh, Violent Night. Which, speaking of you know violence, um, uh, so this one sets the tone in the first five ten minutes. So when you when you guys go to see this, you'll you'll get the uh, the the level of expectation of if you can stomach this and you're good for the rest of the film. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So they'll open the gate with that, and then ultimately, this is a story of Santa Claus versus Scrooge. Okay, um, and as the previews kind of allude to, um, Santa Claus is out doing his thing and stumbles across uh, a little girl and her family in need, and there's some bad guys that have, you know, broken into their home and, and holding them hostage, and and they want they want to extort some money out of them, and Santa's agreed to help them out. And uh, so this is a story of, you know, almost in a diehard fashion, except I will tell you way more violent, way more gory um, of Santa, you know, cleaning things up a little bit and, uh, you know, checking his list on the naughty ones and, and you know, maybe taking care of them. Checking uh, some people off his off naughty, list. naughty list. Yes. Thank you, Seth. Uh, yes. Checking some people off the naughty list. <laughs> so um and so this is a little bit of mix of um you know die hard uh home alone booby traps and <laughs> um uh one-liners that were out of this world for santa claus to be saying that were cheesy enough to make you really enjoy it time is, for some seasons beatings. beatings yes uh so lots of oh, things like fine. that which will make the movie very much enjoyable it was a very fun movie uh, to watch, even despite some of the, uh, ooh, like, I can't believe that, that happened to that guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely enjoyable. Some humor in there. Even down, I mean, guys, we even have the reindeer uh, and his sleigh play a part in this and, and everything. There's, there's humor all around. Um, uh, the person who plays Scrooge has a bit of humor as well. Um, so the main bad guy, again, he goes by Scrooge. Um, he uses code names for everything Christmas. So uh, he, it's hard to tell what he's taking seriously and what's not. But again, the one-liners are, are through the roof in this. Like everyone's got weird, corny sayings. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So and it, it goes by quick. Um, there's never really a dull moment. And uh, again, it's a little bit of mix of, of action, um, uh, bad guy killing, and, and all the stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Huh. All right. I love it. Well, uh, on a similar theme, uh, this this week, Linda and I watched Santa's Sleigh. Sleigh uh, <sighs> spelled S-L-A-Y. <clears throat> it was a movie uh, made in 2005. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty violent. So uh, <clears throat> it kind of opens on Christmas Eve in Alberta, Canada. There's a Mason family's... <clears throat> You know, very wealthy family, and they're sitting down to this beautiful Christmas dinner. Uh, but they're, you know, just over the top bickering with each other about their wealth and and material possessions and all this kind of stuff. When all of a sudden Santa Claus comes down the chimney and proceeds one to does. kill them all in various graphic displays of Christmas-themed violence. So, for example, uh, the matriarch of the family, he drowns her in eggnog. Um, he uses the star atop the Christmas tree to take out another family member, throws it at her as a shuriken, uh, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> and and um, 
he uh, he stabs the uh, patriarch's hands to the table with silverware and then suffocates him with a stick and a turkey leg in his mouth. So <laughs> it's it's a pretty violent opening, which like uh, what you said, Chris, it definitely sets the stage for the rest of this film. Yeah. Um, holy smokes. Yeah. So Santa uh, in this in this uh, story, <laughs> Santa uh, is the son of Satan. <laughs> and and that's that's the way it's always been but um he's about uh, to knock joseph's head well off, god right? had sent an angel down to try to trick santa and um uh to to not be so violent so the angel um met with santa and, and he challenged him to a, a curling competition and he said Whoever can get this this curling thing closest to this hellhole um, will win. Without uh -huh. you know, gets closest without going in will win. So uh, Santa, pretty confident in his curling ability, and you can tell that this was just based on that film in Canada. Um, <laughs> you know, Santa does his, and it goes right up and just sits right on the edge, and so he's. You know, he's pretty confident. Well, so then the angel throws his, and of course it goes up and bumps into Santa's, knocks it into the hole, and his stays on the edge. So the penalty was is that for the next 1,000 years, Santa had to be a good guy and bring presents to all the kids <laughs> and, you know, be the Santa that we have come to know and love. And so as this movie opens up, that 1,000 years has ended. And Santa mm. is now free to be the demonic Santa he was always meant to be. And uh, so the rest of the show is about how this angel who is now in the persona of this, uh, you know, kindly but rather uh, eccentric grandfather um, <laughs> deals with, uh, with Santa's return and uh, tries to uh, thwart his plans. So... It's uh, kind of an over-the-top uh, gore fest, if you like that kind of thing. Santa, for example, he has his sleigh is driven by a hell deer instead of a reindeer. It's a, <laughs> it's a buffalo, basically, with antlers and, you know, pulls his sleigh through the air, and his sleigh is uh, propelled by rockets. Um, and all of this uh, mayhem and massacre happens in this town called Hell Township. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and basically, Santa just goes on the loose at decimating the locals in various <clears throat> holiday-themed ways. Uh, one of his kills, um, <laughs> he takes out, uh, what's the act? Uh, hold on, I got to find the actor's name. Uh, oh, um, James Caan? Uh, no. Uh, He's the guy at the table. Paul Rubinick. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, Rubinick. So he runs a kosher delicatessen. Oh, that's... And Santa actually breaks in there and ends up murdering by stabbing him in the throat with his menorah. <laughs> so, yeah. So no religion is spared. Right. Oh, so man. It's, yeah, it's quite the quite the gore fest. Uh, but it ends on a happy note. They actually... Uh, um, Is something yeah. happy out of this? Really? Yeah, because... Uh, uh, the angel ends up uh, tricking uh, Santa Claus again, and uh, 
he has to then be a, a nice guy for the for all of eternity. That was the that was the subsequent bit. So, yeah. So now every time you sit on Santa's lap, you're actually sitting on the lap of the son of Satan. <laughs> wow. And it's only by the sheer losing of the bet and the son of Satan keeping his word to an angel that he's not slaughtering you right then and there. Yes, nice. folks, it was really that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway. I, I love that in, in this movie, Santa is the son of Satan, the Antichrist. Yes. And he's only... Good because he lost a bet. Yes, right. For a, a thousand years, he has to be good. And then he decides to start or kick off his murderthon in Hell Township. Yes. Yep. Right. In Hell Township. It's perfect. It's just perfect. Yes. Well, and, and, and the whole reason there was a there was a reason for that. And the reason was is that um, um, when the angel won the bet. Satan said, in a thousand years, I will come and find you, he says to the angel. And the angel says, well, it'll be a cold day in hell when you find me. And so the angel moves to Hell Township. And it's, of course, it's winter. It's Christmas. So it's a cold day in hell. Oh, God. Yeah. There were a lot of puns in this as well. I, I, yeah, I can see why this movie uh, appeals to you, Bill. <laughs> The the name is a word or a word play. The, yes. or the title's a word play. Right, <laughs> right. Santa and Satan are anagrams of each other. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, so, it. where was this available to watch? That is a good question. Um, we yeah, went over our friends. Well, Josh Billy, Kato's. you just watched it. You should know. Well, I right? uh, we went over to Josh Cato's and he streamed it for us. Oh, and, okay. Okay. Um, I didn't uh, see where he streamed it from. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon Video. Okay. Uh, Apple iTunes, or you can buy it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it is out there for streaming in a few different places. It yeah. says streaming on Direct TV, but also Prime Video, Amazon. So. Yeah. Okay. But if you're looking for something um, hilarious, something that'll uh, shock your relatives over the holidays <laughs> when they come over for Christmas dinner, maybe uh, maybe don't shock your relatives if you want to be invited for future Christmas dinners. Just yes, but if you don't <laughs> want to be invited, uh, if you don't, I like right. the way you're doing problems. That, <laughs> right. That's a way to nope out of that pretty easy. Right. Looks right. like you can also watch it on YouTube. Oh. Nice. If it's old enough, sometimes yeah, they'll be on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was uh, it was good, and then uh, uh, we also got treated afterwards to. Um, oh God! <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, the, riff tracks. It was a riff tracks thing of a show that was on Iowa TV, and it was from the fifties. Oh, it was creepy. And it was this clown that's trying to celebrate Christmas and it's, you know, it's all done in studio. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, if it wasn't for the riff tracks, no, but <laughs> the riff tracks oh, made it, made it, it was enjoyable. Pri it was watch. priceless. Oh, yeah. God, it was funny. Um, Wizzo, Wizzo the clown. Wizzo the clown. See if you can find a picture of Wizzo the clown, Linda. But anyway, <laughs> 
Yeah, so we watched that, and that was uh, that was kind of like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Oh my God, it was awful. With, with the rift tracks. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> it, it, is slow motion? Is that better or worse than worse. watching it? It's, in... Oh, it's horrid. Worse. <laughs> it, it prolongs the the horror. I mean, it's just freaking creepy. <laughs> the guy's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Wizzo's Wonderland. Circus. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, that is unsettling. I yeah. know the whole thing is just you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and no. just uh, just some of the things he says about because there's like a a lot of them are in in holiday costumes from different countries and the way he refers to them. Uh, oh, here's a uh, an Oriental. Yeah, it's uh, just like you, you just grind your teeth. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just a lot of, I mean, it's kind of interesting to watch it just from a uh, historical perspective of what was, you know, okay, <laughs> back then or commonplace. And he's like, he's like AD&D on speed. Yeah. He's talking all the time. He's like, well, ADHD, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> on speed. Yeah, he's. He's something. I mean, technically, speed is what us ADHD people take to act normal. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, whatever you would take to up your ADHD, he's taking it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. cocaine, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, I, it's fun to watch it. It's fun to watch it just for the expression on some of the kids' faces as he's running around doing stuff. One of the kids just like, like get me out of here. One of the kids is just like, what in the f am I doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> you can just see it written all over their face. So, anyway, if you're looking for some fun, uh, fun holiday stuff to spring on your relatives, and the whole will have to endure them next year, Santa's uh, Sleigh and Wizzo's Wonderland uh, by Rift Tracks are highly recommended. But uh, on the other hand, if you just want to get out of the house and get away from your relatives, sounds like uh, Avatar and <laughs> Violent Nights are the way to go. So Yeah. All right. I, I um, sense a pattern with the getting away from your relatives thing here. Yeah, well, getting away from or not having to be invited back. I mean, you know, at a certain no, point, fine. everybody's had enough. Yes. Right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this time, folks. Uh, we're going to be having uh, actually an After Dark session come up where we're going to uh, uh, film uh, an After Dark session and talk about Violent Nights. So uh, that should be kind of interesting. We'll see how violent that gets. So anyway, uh, have a great new year. We will uh, be talking to you um, after the first year. And I can't believe we'll be starting our sixth season of galactic oh my god. That's crazy. we're gonna hit 200 episodes this year oh my god that's we'll insane. Have to do a special <laughs> yes yes special an after dark special for our 200th episode we'll have to put some effort in yes no as a for a change <laughs> maybe we'll do more than one take <laughs> i like it all right sounds good well thanks for tuning in folks we will see you after the first of the year take care later all right, bye. There we go. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, 
please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.